Welcome back to Who the Fuck Are These Guys? How are you, Mako Shark? Good, Matty C. Good. I'm well, thank you. How are you? It's episode 58, and uh, it's fixing to be a big one. Splendid, I am. Splendid. There was a there was a hint of COVID maybe two weeks ago in this house that we found out afterwards. I've somehow I've ducked and waved and got through it. The poor missus, the misso, the misso roll. She's got the uh, the long COVID mixed with asthma. So we're oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah, she's uh, she's doing it tough, but I'm not. I'm doing it fantastic, Mako Shark. And I was excited because it's number five eight, which is a big thing. But I was excited that we had some go to. Fans of the pod news, but we can't for one more week, Mako Shark. I was so excited. I cracked a beer. I was ready to go, but we've been told, hold off one week. So if you're out there, hold on hold to your, your undergarments because there is some news coming that will explode them into a smithereen, Mako Shark. This podcast, we've said, we're the number one show in this country. And I tell you what, there's some there's some stuff happening. How about you? What are you doing? <laughs> Jeez, looks like you're fizzing over there. Just fizzing. <laughs> On the other Fizzing. end of the line, just you want to let it slip, you want to let it slip, but we're bound, Matthew. Bound, bound, straight out of bound. Pot is bound for another week. Just crossing the T's, <laughs> dotting the I's, Matthew. But there's some stuff <laughs> happening in the works. This pod, Oof. we're going to start taking over all sorts of realms here. We've been telling you, oh, 58 weeks in, it doesn't take long before we start getting some serious work done. So, yeah, looking forward to that. We're not going to get there yet. Keep you, uh, do say, Mako Shark, if you put it out into the universe. Right, these sort of floaty, these new Instagram floaty, you know, these floaty dudes that don't work, but they somehow have all these followers and they don't work, but they're in Gucci and fucking they got the belt with the H on it. What's that? Hermes. They're in Hermes belts and they're all, they're not doing anything though. Like they're not doing anything. They say heaps of stuff about like positivity, man, and man, and they're all like reformed at like 25, like party, partied out, man. Now I'm here for living. And they somehow just live and don't do anything and they earn money. Well, you know what? I'll take a fraction of that because we come up, episode one, we said we are the hottest show in this country. That's just one more week. One more week, my friend and my friends of the pod out there, all you beautiful people. You will pop with us and in unison, jocks will explode off. That's all I'll say. Jock melter. It's going to be a jock melter, but that's, uh, that's next week, guys. <laughs> hey, it's a jock week. melter. Jock, we got a jock melter this week. Man, next week, wait, this, take us through the buddy. I'm a bit nervous. Just, yeah. just uh, you know, treat your genitalia with care if there's jock melting because <laughs> it could be quite a dangerous sort of setup. Jesus. Don't want any jock melting. But uh, this week could be a jock melter anyway. This is a big one, Maddie. This is a big one. Mm. F58, we're coming at you as always. Brought to you, yeah. Matthew, by Palmerbet, Australia's greatest punting agency. Please uh, do so responsibly when you're out there, everyone. But this is episode 58. A good friend of the pod returns, mate. The electrician, Maddie. The spark plug. Some might call Rusty him the, uh, the Viking. spark plug. Yeah. But we, we call him the electrician, mate. This bloke absolutely setting things alight all across the globe. Big week to have him on. It's It's been Stevie Sparks fucking time in the sun, hasn't it, the last couple of weeks? It has. The only way I'd ever call him the Viking, Mako Shark, one of our favourite bands, little known band probably to the majority, but I'm on a math. If his fans at boxing events did the row and they all rowed, row. they were all rowing, and there's like Row 100,000 people rowing and they're all doing it. If, if they did that and, and he was the Viking, then I'd do it. Outside mm-hmm. of that, though, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's Rusty or it's Sparkplug or it's the electrician on this podcast. Yeah, he is. He's the electrician to us. And he's back, mate. He's back. He was back. frothing. 
chomping at the bit, Matthew. Is it chomping or is it we always we, we always trip over this. We haven't got to the bottom of it. Champing or chomping or champing or chomping out there, you tell Either us. Or. There's a few people love to tell us when we're wrong, so this is when we want you to tell us. Phone in if it's champing or chomping, but either or, he was doing exactly that to get back on Australia's greatest pod, and we were more than happy to welcome him, mate. Open arms here, us, me, you, Matty C in the maker. Open arms when it comes to Stevie Spark. We said, come on in, sir. You've earned the right. One of the easiest uh, podcast interviews we've ever had to do. The man came on with a mission, and that's to really sort of... uh, Mm. Come in with a 20. fucking real pump. It was a pump up from the electrician, and we we really we really spoke. I thought we can make our show. It was beautiful. That's the art of a great uh, interview. You get the artist talking, and he's an artist, and he come off an uh, artistic uh, victory in a absolute foreign soil, and we talked all about it, Mako Shark, and it was splendid. And might I say, about to see his boy for the first time in five weeks, minutes before jumping on with us. So that's the sort of bloke he is, Mako Shark. Tell you what, Gorgeous he jumps man. on, gives gives his time oh. before he sees his boy. It was just fantastic. As you said, unbelievable uh, headlines, news, eyes, words, mouths, ears, everything on them after his most recent fight. And we really uh, we got into the weeds, didn't we? Got into the weeds, Mako Shark. We dug into them. you got to get into the weeds, don't you? you got to really dig deep into the weeds. you got to wade through. And get to the bottom of things. Get to really the heart of the issue. And we're not pulling any punches here. It was a, no. I'm sure everyone out there listening knows all that what happened with Stevie Sparks' fight. Yes, we're going to well, well, give it, it was a lot of commotion, a lot of controversy, a lot of uh, tall grass maker, the ticks. Oh, you got to check yourself for a tick the after Lyme that interview. disease. We got into Some the tall grass. Some of us are going to have Lyme disease. Fuck you, Will. If you listen to this, we got into the tall grass, into the weeds with him, right? If you listen to it, just do a self-tick check afterwards just to ensure there's no Lyme disease, Mako Shark, and or ticks on you. 100%. Uh, There's no other podcast putting out tick warnings, that's for sure. (laughs) So um, let's get into it. I'll tell you that right now. uh, Episode 58, we've got plenty to come after this. Plenty to come. We've got a lot of UFC talk. We've got boxing. Big week of combat. So we'll get into it. But before that, right now, into the weeds, into the tall grass, our man, the electrician, Stevie Spark. Alrighty, Uda Fuckers, we are back again this week and we are very excited to have this man. They call him the Viking, but on this podcast, we don't go by that. We call him the electrician or the spark plug. He is back. He's all the talk, all the rage of Australian boxing at the moment after a huge fight overseas. He's here, back on the pod for an encore. It's Stevie Spark, mate. How are you? Really good. Thanks very much for having me on and thanks for the introduction. As you said, mate, we... uh... We might bat a little bit differently. We like the electrician and the spark plug, so apologies if you hear that a little bit on the aftermath too, because we'll be pumping it up, and that's what we'll be um, we'll be going with, mate. We're um we're absolutely thrilled to get you on. Obviously, a super busy time, but when we had you on last, I think it was maybe a week or two prior to the big announcement that you'd signed yeah. with Matchroom. For those who obviously don't follow, which would be madness that they don't know already, but maybe just tell us a little bit about that and how how it sort of came about and what it's going to look like for you. Um, in the next little bit um, and, yeah, what we can expect from that sort of deal. Yeah, definitely. So we were in talks with Matchroom and um, 
obviously hadn't had a sort of fight locked in when we talked to you, we were sort of still finalizing the small small details of it all. But, you know, we, we had that meeting with Eddie Hearn way back and he was trying to organize it. I just said, look, get me an opportunity. All I need is a big opportunity and I'll prove to you how good I am. Like I've always said to everyone at 140 pounds, I just need the right opportunity to show the world and the platform like designed to show everyone. And and look, he delivered. And when he, he messaged sure about um, Montana Love, you know, how can I turn down that kind of opportunity? He's, he's world number six for the IBF. And um, look, they were touting him as the, the next big thing. So, you know, I knew this was the type of fight that I needed to show the world who who I am and, and what I'm about. And um, look, I know Eddie and that had other plans and I don't think they could win it. <laughs> they thought that I could win it. But, you know, I, I was going over there very prepared and, and prepared to win it and, and win a big way. Mate, it couldn't have worked out any better than what you just said. You wanted to show the world what you are capable of and get a big fight overseas on a big card. That's exactly what happened, mate. You've just gotten home a few days ago. Take us through what happened because it was a bloody, uh, I'd say it's an exciting and controversial yeah. fight that was over there versus Montana Love in his hometown yeah. of Cleveland. It was. And, fucking... and look, it was a huge it was a huge camp, mate. Like, boys, it was such a big camp. Like, I knew about it for a bit. And, like, I knew I was going to fight, like, September, October, November, some of them. So I was in the gym training. So, you know, I was in good shape. And it was uh, – we went over to America about three weeks early before the fight and, and trained in Houston, Texas. Got some sparring in there with Austin Trout, Shaq Foster, mm. who's fighting for the world title next year. And it was just good to get over there and climatize early because I was a bit jet lagged for about four or five days. So I think it's really important, you know, any fighters that are listening to this to, you know, get over there early. If you're going to do the travel, get over there early, climatize to it all and just get into a good rhythm first, I think, because it made the biggest difference for me as well. And um, yeah, got some great, great sparring, great training. And then we headed up to Cleveland and it was a really smooth run in. You know, it's never fun making weight, obviously at 140 pounds. Like I sit quite big. Mm. I will tell you today, I'm mm -hmm. sitting about 76 kilos. So uh, <laughs> in about two weeks, I'm stacked on the weight. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, so I'm, I'm back into the training today. And, um, but yeah, it was good, mate. It, it was, the fight had everything, you know, it was entertaining. I, I wanted to be smart, but I wanted to be entertaining. I wanted to bring the pressure. And, you know, in a way, it, it worked out well. You know, I got the knockdown in the second round. And, you know, there were, the rounds were back and forth. They were really even very close. But I felt at the end of the round five, his energy started to cheer, shift and, um, yeah, like his body language started to change. He wasn't talking as much, you know, when I started to hit mm -hmm. that body and things were shifting from him, you know, he could see it or I, or I could see it. And, um, you know, going into that round six there, um, we had that accidental head clash with the eye and he obviously come off second best and Brennan was just screaming at me in the corner because I, I had to fight even at that point. I had it 47-47, you know, like being honest, you know, I'm never biased. You know, we, we even said in the corner, Brennan said it's about even at this point. So when the head clash happened, you know, I don't know about you fellas, but I've never heard a fighter in my life say, I can't see, I can't continue, I can't I can't mm -hmm. ever, you know, every no, fighter ever. Not unless they want to weigh just, out. And, yeah. no, I'm good. Let me go, Doc, you know, and the doctor was the one trying to convince him that he's fine, you know, mm. which is a weird thing because – you know, there was there was no affection to his vision at all in in that yeah. uh, that accident head clash, and he was trying to get it to go to the scorecards. I don't know why, because of the knockdown and that, but I just think he wanted a way out because he could feel that I was coming on stronger and stronger. And I, I started to feel really comfortable. Like I knew he was going to be dangerous early, and obviously I'm dangerous early too. But I knew he was always going to be. Um, he was sharp. Like he he hit hard. He hit fast. He was accurate. So I just didn't want to get caught falling in on my shots. And, um, yeah, once that head clash happened, Brennan was yelling at me, corner like, Stevie, go for it. Like, you need to like, really go for it here and win this round. And, um, 
you know, from that point, we, we started going at it. But, um, you know, he decided to grab me from one side of the ring and push me to the other. And the, and the ref was trying to grab him off. And, you know, he's throwing me over and pushed me. And, you know, like, I didn't know really where I was at the time, but I just sort of wanted to tuck my head and sort of try mm. and flip as I knew I was going down. And, and I was looking at some of the photos after. It's kind of good and lucky that I did tuck my head because one of the photos, I'm about – 10 centimeters off hitting that mat. And if I didn't, I, I probably could have done, like if I didn't tuck and go under and grab, you know, I would have put have gone straight onto the concrete and, you know, that could have been a broken neck, broken back and, you know, sh- career ending, you know. And, mm. you know, you look at football, if you lift someone over horizontal, it's not an argument of, oh, are they hurt or are they okay on the foul? It's the potential of what can happen. And we're talking boxing here. This isn't wrestling or yeah. anything like that. But I, but I was straight back up in the ring. There was less complaints from me getting back in the ring ready to fight. And I didn't actually know the fight had been – he had been disqualified until I'd gone back to the corner to Brendan. And I was like, are we still fighting? What's the go here? Like, I was good to go. And, you know, I was a bit pissed off. Obviously, he's, like, throwing me over the rope, over nothing. And, yeah, look, I'm just, I'm just glad I'm okay. And it, it's a shit way to get a win because – I do think in another three rounds, I would have stopped him and knocked him out. Like he was a smaller man on the night. He wasn't as strong as me and I was coming on real strong. Do you think uh, some of that behavior, I, I have a maybe a potential theory around the fact he might not have had as good a camp as you because he might have not been informed fully about how good you were maybe and maybe took a little bit, took you a little bit lightly. And I think when you've knocked him down, I think that's <clears> almost a shit, I'm in a bit of trouble because obviously... You can have ability and you know it, but if you haven't done a proper camp or you're not prepared for the right bloke on the right night, you're all at the elite level and that's all it takes. And then I think that sort of behaviour around maybe, you know, you said he might have um, his conditioning after sort of round four or five and then you throw yeah. that knockdown. It's sort of potentially like, you know, he's looking for a way out. If he's if he's not wanting to, you know, come back out with a cut, you know, there's just signs there that maybe um, he might not have done his full due diligence on yourself as you did on yeah. him and, in a way, but I don't want that. I don't want that to sort of take away from my win. You know, like whether he's had no, a good camp, not. bad camp, trained hard, not. He was in good shape. But what I think is, and everyone will, fighter will agree with this: fighting's more up here than it is physical. Like, yeah, you have to get yourself in good physical condition, but you have to be in a good mental capacity to get in that ring. And and before the fight, I was, I was, I'm do or die. Like it was, I told everyone I was coming. That you know, come back with your shield or on it. Like I was. I took no belts over with me, nothing. It was just me, Brendan. We went over there and I'm fucking winning this fight no matter what. Mm. Like mentally, mentally, I believe I was tougher than him. And, and me and Brendan talked about the whole camp. He said, the person that will win this fight is the bloke that can stay mentally on top of it and the bloke that can yeah. stay mentally tough up, like with, with the adversity and, and what goes on in the fight. And as soon as something wasn't okay, he found the way out. He, he, he yeah. mentally broke. And that's what happened to him. He broke mentally. And, you know, this is professional boxing. You have to act like a professional the whole way through, you know, and it is a fight, but also you have to act like a professional and he broke the rules of the sport. And unfortunately, when you lose your cool and lose your mind, you make mistakes and get caught. And I think, like you said, from the knockdown, I think it just all went downhill from him mentally and he he started to feel the pinch. Oh, I reckon 100%. It's mental, 100%. Like he's probably, uh, he's the flashy American fighting in front of his friends and family at home. I feel like, this, this Aussie bloke's coming over without all the big name, without the glitz and the glamour. He's thinking, all right, this is just going to be another win on my record. Here we go. Mate, as soon as it started to not go his way and he realised, holy shit, this bloke's way tougher than I was expecting. I'm in a fight here. You could just tell. Yeah. His body language, his demeanour, and then clearly the actions, what he did is just fucking stupid. 
He clearly yeah. didn't like it and was, I think, looking for a way out and looking for a way out that yeah, he can yeah, blame others for now as well. He can blame the decision and, and blame the refs. Yeah, it's for sure. Like you said, he, he's trying to make all these excuses and they said, oh, I was the elbow and I was doing it. There was no complaints during the fight of that, you know, from their side. You know, it's always come out after and it's um, it's excuses. And like you said, uh, Miles Owalski, he does a podcast as well. and He recently shared a video of Montana Live in sparring and he was doing similar stuff to what he did in the fight with me. He was pushing some guy over the rope and hitting him when he wasn't looking. And it's just like you said, the flashy American with the, the, the demeanor like that, you know, they, they don't have the, the, the discipline that's Aussie blokes, you know. Look, mm. I might not be as flashy as him. I might not be as sharp as him, but I'm determined as fuck. And I know I like to fight and I, I, I'll put you in a fight. And I said this before the fight, Montana Love is going to have to fight like he has to survive. And I'm always in a fight like that. Like, I am I bring the heat. I, I like to fight. So anyone that fights me, like, you look at me and Jack Brubaker, it's a it's a fight. You know, like, they all know they were in a fight with me. And he just looked for a way out. And um, unfortunately, he had a brain spurt and he lost his cool. He didn't act like a professional. And he, he could have really hurt me and could have ended my career. Like, if I don't know, people saying this and that. But if I fell on my neck, would people be having this argument right now? Not at all. It's you know, those rings you over there, that landing. Those real good, exactly. and then those rings over there too. They're not just one meter off the ground. They're like they're a long way off the ground. Those ones over there, like mm-hmm. they're massively up on a on a thing. So it was just like lucky. I, I sort of stuck the landing and sort of had my bearings a bit once I went over. But look, I'm I'm happy we got the win. I'm disappointed I didn't get the 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 spectacular knockout that I could have got over there. But in a way, it's kind of worked out really good because I made. Headlines everywhere, all over Headline. the globe. Like it's been yeah. shared everywhere. And I told everyone before this fight, Stevie, the world would know who Stevie Spark is, and, and they do now. And um, look, I'm number 14 in the world on box rec. I'm going to go in top 10 in the world on three organizations now with that win. So I'm in a really good position, and um, I got some good bargaining chips now. And I know, like he said, like it was his homecoming, and it was in Cleveland, and it was, the whole show was geared to him, you know, even with Eddie Hearn. They didn't expect me to win. They didn't probably didn't want me to win, but look, I mm. have. And Montana was rocking up to the press conference with flashy watches on and they got the glasses on. And it's all about like, how am I going to look on camera? How are my friends going to? Mm-hmm. I didn't give a fuck about that. You know, it, to me, it was, I'm here to fight. I'm here to win. And he was, he was too worried about, I don't know if you boys seen the press con, but he was arguing with, Richardson Hitchens, you know, and they were going at it, and I was thinking, this is fantastic. He's wasting all this energy. He's getting burnt up over there, and I was like, this is great. I'm focused. I'm like, and he's focused on this guy and this fight next, and and I said that. I said, Richardson Hitchens, you're not going to get your fight with Montana Love because he's not going to win against me. Like, it it doesn't matter, and look, I'm just happy, man. We're back home now, and I'm in a good position. Hopefully, March, um, we'll get a massive fight again. Mate, for a man... uh... With I reckon I've got arguably some of the worst knees in the country. When you flipped over, I worried about your neck one, but the, the fact you didn't do a serious sort of ACL type of surround. Yeah. You said it's, it's a pretty decent fall, you know. I thought fuck, that would be horrific to have uh, you know have an injury like that. So it's all just fantastic that you somehow in that moment managed yeah. to pull off one of the great landings. And let's just hope you never have to do it again, and you don't fight people that sort of treat the sport in, the, in that sort of disrespect the way that he did. Um, talk about potentially the next big fight. So that was on our run sheet to have a bit of a chat about, obviously. So March is what you're you're gunning for. And is it is it going to um, be in, in Australia or abroad? Are you, are you yeah, is so, your preference? You know, obviously it was a huge camp. So I had two weeks off in America and um, did a bit of a holiday with me brother. Hated it. 
if I, <laughs> if I'm honest, I would not go back there for a holiday. Like it's all right, but man, I'd rather go. To, oh man, I'd rather go to Thailand or Fiji or something <laughs> for two weeks next time. Um, I'm not going to stay there for a holiday. It was all right. It was cold, snowing. It was all right, but yeah. next time I'll go for a holiday somewhere. It's a else, it's so a busy, down. hectic place, isn't it? So if you want oh, like a chilled out holiday, that's not your spot. Hustle, it's a hustle and bustle. It's uh, yeah. it's geared to take all your money. It's expensive as hell, and the people <laughs> are great. Where'd you go on the two weeks? Where'd you get to? Hey, whereabouts did you get to on the little two weeks you were there for? We went to uh, so then on the Monday after the fight, I flew to from Cleveland to LA, then LA to San Francisco, spent four nights in San Francisco, did like you know Alcatraz, Yosemite, and then mm-hmm. I headed back down to Las Vegas for four days. And um, yep. one day was enough, <laughs> one yeah. day was enough. Four was plenty, I just wanted to go home. Four was plenty. Yeah. You've gone, uh, you've gone the two of the most expensive joints in the world, San Francisco. I've been there, and it's 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 outrageous what they want to charge you there. And then you go to Vegas; it doesn't even have clocks. It's just designed to yeah, fucking it's, it's, trick you it's into what time of the day it is. Anyway. It is. It is I still have the, some uh, left. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> good. It was God. good. There's a good little wine in, and I got back on Thursday last week here and spent some time with some friends and family, and I get my baby boy back tonight. I'm going to spend some Perfect. time with him. It's just sort of good to do those sorts of things. Like I said, it's a long camp and. You don't get to really enjoy the finer things in life when you're in boxing. I mean, you're traveling, you're you're far, like you're sparring, and you, look, I didn't have a. I'll be honest, I, I had a bit of a bad injury in this camp as well. I had a bad mm-hmm. hip groin injury. I couldn't spar for three weeks. No one knew I couldn't run for three weeks, and it was it was tough mentally for me to even get to the post on this one, just because of the adversity I had to go through. But I know I go through these little. No fight ever gets in the ring without something, a sickness, an injury, this and. Now, I'm not complaining about it, but I know it makes me stronger in the long run when I get in there and always pay props to fighters that make it to the day, make it to the fight, because people don't even see like the, the bright lights and the glitz and glamour of fight night, but they don't see what fighters have to go through, you know, week to week on injuries and sicknesses and things that go wrong. And it, it's hard sometimes, but, you know, this is why we are prize fighters and we do what we do because we get in there and we show up. But I'm just happy it all paid off. But now we're going to get back into the gym and, um, get body fit again and get the improve. I'm just keen to keep the consistency going because this is what this sport's about. I'm 26 years old. I'm only going to get better and better. I'm going to get stronger. Like I haven't even hit my peak yet, you know, and they're saying I'm one of the strongest 140 pounders there is. So, you know, they haven't seen the best of me yet. I can be so much better. And I'm excited to show people that in March, you know, we're hoping to fight. I said to Eddie Hearn, I said, man, I'd, I'd love to go to England and fight. I want to fight Robbie Davies mm. Jr., you know, that's mm-hmm. that's a big fight for me. He's number 13 in the WBA. I'm going to get ranked with the WBA now after winning the Intercontinental title. So, you know, that could be for an eliminator there. Who knows? So I, I, I liked going into Montana's backyard and being booed and sworn at and just yeah. – uh, It was so it's good. So out, I want to do that in England. Yeah. Hey? It would have to bring something out, wouldn't you? Like, wouldn't it? A little bit of uh, the adrenaline I would just – Go through the yeah, road, yeah. copping that kind of abuse. You know, have to help. Us. Montana was talking about that in the press con about you know, oh he he's going to be against my fans and booed and this. I said I love that. Like I, I thrive off that. That makes me better. I like being the underdog. I like having to thrive off that negative energy. It, it, it motivates you, you know. So I want to go to England um, and fight. That's what I'd like to do. Uh, but look, we'll have to see what Eddie says. We've put a few things to him, and we'll talk over the next month, and hopefully we get something locked in. But. Whatever it is, it's going to be exciting and, and the world's going to get to see me again fight on a big platform and a big fight. You know, we got some – I'm not far off a world title. I do believe in the next 12 months I'll win a world title. I like that because I've seen – not to bring it back to Montana Love again, but on this pod we're going to brand him a bit of a dickhead 
because I've seen him talking a bit of trash online and here and there and interviews, all kinds of stupid shit. He's calling for a rematch. He thinks he deserves it. But I hope you don't give it to him because I reckon get fucked pulling those moves on you. You shouldn't just get rewarded with a rematch. So fuck him, I reckon. I'll tell you something funny. So we actually ended up on a phone call about five nights ago. When I was at the airport coming back to Australia, he's messaged me on Instagram and we're talking back and forth and he's tried ringing me. And I was like, here's my number. And then we're, we had about a 10-minute conversation on the phone and he's talking about fight me. I said, you want to fight me? Come to Australia. And um, you know, maybe yes. we can look at doing it. If it makes sense monetary, yeah, sure. But I'm not coming to your backyard. You can come to my backyard yep. then. And yeah, it's also going it. to make sense monetary. And look, we'll see what happens. But I mean... We'll see what Eddie puts to the table. If the rematch is there, maybe. I mean, if there's bigger fights to me, maybe. But, I mean, he's, in my mind, I got the knockdown. He fucked up. You go back down the list. you got to rebuild yourself. You know, I'm moving yep. forward. I prove to the world who I am and what I can do. So, I'm moving on. Like, I'm in a really, really good position now. I'm 14 in the world on box rec. Like, Ryan Garcia is right in front of me. Jose Zapita. Like, this some big fights. Mm. And I'm not far off. I know I've got a lot more work to do. But, you know, I know I'm not far off. I'm the number one in Australia now. You know, no one in the super lightweight division is in front of me. I'm number one. You go look at BoxRec, no one's in front of me. Like, I'm, I'm in front of every single person. I'm number five on the pound for pound list now in Australia. So yeah. I'm Massive. in a good position. But I'm not going to let any of that get in front of me. Like, I've got to go back to the gym. I've got to work extremely hard and I've got to level it up because, like, you know, they – this is where it gets really hard. Like this, this bit where you crack that next 2%, it, it gets really hard. You know, they, they all hit hard. They all hit fast. They're all sharp. They're all mentally tough. They don't let none of this shit get to them. So this is where I have to stay up and, and, and be in front of all of them and, and keep the one percenters going. If old mate wants to come to Australia and he thinks that the Cleveland crowd's uh, parochial, try try fighting Stevie Spark on Australian soil and see how he yes. likes that. The fucking <laughs> parochial crowd, mate. I don't know how someone growing. like him would go with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'd struggle, I think. Well, I think struggle. so too. Absolutely. And I don't even know if he'd get into Australia because I know he's been to jail. So he's well, been- he's probably oh, not. I should be a bit <laughs> yeah, scared so calling him a dickhead then, shouldn't I? I might pull back a bit. Pro- You're not that much of yeah. a dickhead now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I reckon enough with him, mate. I reckon you you you, you deserve to get, now go on to a to a bigger fight and not worry about um you know that sort of stuff because that's just people when they're trying to hang on and you know he's now wanting to use you to get himself back into the spotlight. So I think you've done that. You dealt with that. You're a professional yeah, with that. I agree. The fans yeah, and yeah. us, mate, we want to see you continue on and like you, you've got and a great such, spot where you are. And it's, with such what's yeah. happened, you just don't know what they're going to pull again in the in the next Correct. one. You know who knows what they're going to pull out the next time. So. You move exactly on and right. you keep going forward. Thanks for the money. Thanks for the belt. We'll see you later. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, just quickly, we, we don't want to go on negatives and we want to move forward, but just the judges made in boxing. So, you know, I know you said that it was a little bit, you 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 judged it a bit more kind than maybe some of your fans and, and us in the light. We might be one-eyed, but I think one of the judges had an outrageous scorecard, which, you know, Twitter world yeah, went a little bit crazy. 48 again. 46 to love or some bullshit. This guy smoked so he, scored, right there he scored every single side. round to love besides, besides the knockdown. knockdown. Yeah. 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 So that's, yeah. that's why I, I you don't want to fight be... these blokes again, mate. Because that yeah. fucking. Yeah. It's, it can be crazy. I think that's the problem. You know, like, I could agree with the 47 47, the even, you know, and give me the other round and that. But, you know, like that, that for, give him, him every round but the knockdown. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, as yeah. you said, he wanted it to go to the scorecards with the, the cut and stuff. Probably because he, in the back of his mind, knew there was some hometown cooking going on in the judges, I reckon. Who knows, mate? It, it, it's, it, it's sad sometimes, you know, I've seen, 
seen an interview today or yesterday actually about Nadal Skinny Hussain. I don't know if you boys seen it. So referee a little bit that, actually, yeah. Yeah, the referee that judged his fight has pretty much come out and admitted to being crooked and and and, and oh. that's criminal. Like in my mind, that's criminal. Yeah. You know, like well, it is. you literally are altering the lives people's of these lives, people, like yeah. the lives of us fighters who've who've dreamed of this shit since we're twelve years old and sacrificed everything because you have your own agendas and whatever it may be, you have their lives in your hands and this is what you're doing. I think it's absolutely yeah. a joke. And these judges should have to sit before a panel and explain these outrageous oh, scorecards. They do because and, and if there's if it can be proven, what they it needs to be suspensions or no work from or something because what they're doing is outrageous. It's ridiculous. Well, most well, people, mate, in life, right, you do a corporate job or you do a normal job, you know, you don't do your job correctly. You get put under performance screaming. review or you get, yeah. So, yeah. like, I don't know why some jobs in the world, it's like refs in sport, you know, there's some shocking, you know, in AFL or rugby, whatever, soccer, you can go on for days about it, but they just don't get the scrutiny that the average Joe gets yeah. in their day job. And it's, to be fair, let's be honest, like, it's probably more important than, than most jobs, you know what I mean? Like you, 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 like yeah. you said, you're... You, you, you've got people's lives in your hand. People have kids, people have families that rely on them to go out and risk their lives and then be rewarded for it. And if you if you, if you yourself aren't doing the job correctly, well, you shouldn't be in it. That, that's just and, that, and that's what that. I said to everyone as well. You know, you talk about their lives in your hand as well, but we're talking about the safety too. Like if, yeah. if the referee didn't do what he did as well, you know, you talk about people that get knocked down with brain injuries and hits like that. Yeah. And you're not given the proper eight counts. And if you're not doing the right things and, you know, if that ref, it even said it to Montana in the ring, what would you expect me to do if Stevie did that to you? And if I did yeah. that to Montana in Cleveland, could you imagine the uproar? You wouldn't could have got out of that it? joint alive. Yeah. No, I nearly didn't get out of there anyway. <laughs> I was getting booed. When I, you know what? When I stood up on the ropes, there's beers being thrown in, and everything was great. I was like, "This is great. Send it yeah. my way." Free beer, mate. mate Love it. Post fight, when you've now had, you know you've seen your brother and done a little bit of traveling, and like you said, you got your your little boy coming over tonight. I mean, you and your team and your family and friends and everyone. How proud are you of yourself to sign a with a such a big promoter like Eddie, but then go on into enemy territory, do what you did, keep you know keep your head out of all that shit, be professional and be a great role model for other young boxers and you're young yourself. How, I guess, uh, happy are you at the moment with your place and obviously what's coming, but you just must have just, there must have been a moment where you thought, how good's this? Like I've said what I'm going to do and I've actually done it, which, you know, that that takes a special person to be able to do that. So you personally just must be thrilled and everyone around you must be thrilled with where you currently sit. Firstly, thank you for saying that because, yeah, I really appreciate that. It is like that, you know, and I remember when I had the last podcast with you, I said, 15 year old me would be would be proud of myself you know i remember saying that on the podcast last time and i mean six months ago i'm proud of myself you know saying i'm even more proud of myself today but it's not just me i've got a really good team around me and like i said there's many ups and downs through training camp so there's a lot of people that that keep me up and keep me accounted um it's not just me but i have a lot of good people around me but look i'm proud of myself and yeah, it is. It, it was like me and Brandon sat there and we had a beer at the pub after and it was a bit of a, it's like, how good's this? You know, like I, sometimes I, I can't actually believe I'm doing it because, mm. you know, I literally at 13 and 14 and it was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I quit my, quit my job and uh, put it on the line. And it's, um, 
you know, if anyone's watching this, you know, like bet on yourself, honestly, like if you believe in yourself, you know, because other people aren't going to believe in you. So believe in yourself when none of them do. And if you really make the sacrifices and work harder than everyone else, because working hard will beat talent every single day of the week. And I don't, I don't believe in talent, but you got to work extremely hard. And, you know, at the end of it, I think it'll all pay off one day. You know, there's a lot of sacrifices that I've made and a lot of hard road and injuries and that, but, you know, you don't see your son for five or six weeks. And you look, there's so many people throughout the world that do that too. I'm not complaining, but, you know, you do these things and I know one day it'll pay off and I'm sitting there with that world title and I've got enough money in the bank to buy a nice flash house and a couple of cars. And yeah, look, it, it'll make me happy. I'm happy now. Like I'm happy now with what I've achieved, but I'm not done yet. You know, I'm really excited for the future, but yeah, I am proud of myself and I'm sure my, my family are and everyone else is. So I really appreciate that. No, that's, no, it's don't don't Absolutely, mate. It's just the truth. And like we we've, when we had you on last time, we spoke yeah. about how you you stepped in for you know Fox Sports and main event to keep that that zoo fight um, for the fans. So you've always been a man that's put the sport first, put the fans first. But you did talk you. about on that pod that you wanted to put yourself first. So as a fan of yours, and we're we're both, and all our listeners love you. And I wouldn't find an Australian boxing fan that probably is a bad word to say. But we're just thrilled that you get to now just do you. And you've gone through the hard yards, and you've you know you've you've absolutely uh, put the sport first. But it's great that now you get to you know try and look after you and your family. So it's awesome, mate, to see the position you're in. Yeah, I think it's nice to be in this position now, and you know it's it, it's it's nice to just sit back and look at it all. But we're not done yet. There's so much nah. more to come. Nah, and, mate, and you're only fucking twenty six. What a whip! I'd kill, be, I'd kill to be twenty six, mate. I'm thirty eight in left. four weeks. Seven more years and then I'm done. (laughs) You haven't even started. The next four or five years, that's when you're really going to start fucking throwing your weight around. So, yeah, so much more to come, man. There's so many fighters, you know, fighting on later and later. So, you know, it's exciting, you know. Like, I just think six years, like, I look back, I'm 26 now. 20-year-old me was not even a, like, couldn't hold a candle to who I am now. So, I'm excited Mm. to see where I'm going to be in another six years. And it's not just... I said to Brendan as well, like, oh, a lot to Brendan Smith because I wouldn't be the man I am today without Brendan Smith. And that's not just inside the ring, but outside the ring. You know, we've been through a lot of ups and downs and I'm sure people know everything we've been through and that. But, you know, I, I'm super proud of what me and him have achieved. You know, we, we've done it our way. We always have done it our way. Me and Brendan have never listened to another noise and people might say they're shit, but we're happy where we're sitting now and we're, we're happy with what we're achieving. It's, it's, it's amazing for when a fighter has someone – I guess, like for you, Brendan, that you can trust and you can put so much faith into. I mean, it's sometimes people don't have that, you know, and they find it hard to find the right partner. And you just, some people don't mesh with certain people. And then, you know, it's all of a sudden it's too late, but it's just great. And we've had a lot of guests on that seem to have that really good relationship with. You need you know, it. You 100% you need it. Yeah. You got, you've like, got to be I've able to trust in what they're saying to you, don't you? Because if you if don't Brennan, trust what they're saying and they don't trust you to do it, then it's just not going to work, is it? Exactly. And if, if Brennan wasn't my coach, I probably wouldn't do this anymore, to be honest. You know, like I, yes. I don't know I don't know who I could – you know, I've been with Brennan since I was 14, you know, so that's yeah. 12 years of, you know, day in and day out working together and, and training and understanding each other. So, mm. you know, I put my hole into him and he puts his hole into me and, and, and you know, just over the years as an amateur, as a professional and – you know, like I said, I wouldn't be here without him. So if he wasn't doing it, I probably wouldn't be doing it either. I don't think. I don't know who I could trust on that kind of level, you know, and have that connection with someone who I trust my life with like that. So you know, and it takes as a special person. Role, just going to say, it must take a special person to play that role that they play because, 
I mean, you get to do the hard camp and then go out and execute and everyone watches you and, you know, you, you get the plaudits. But they get up with you. They, they're they there with you the whole time. And I just probably, you know, not enough is said about how important they are and how much commitment they have. It's an equal commitment, isn't it? They've got family and kids. Oh, they've got so families. And they good. he was been away from his family for a month and that so too. That's right. And I've always said this. It's a funny thing. When the fighter wins, well done to the fighter. When yeah, the fighter yeah. loses... They go get rid of your trainer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like no one, yeah. no one praises the trainer enough when the fighter wins. But as soon as the fighter loses, they want to put the trainer down and say how shit the trainer is. So I think you know, like you said, the trainers, you know, they sacrifice just as much, and they're in the gym every day with the kids. Like I was a kid, you know, fourteen, and he'd been with me since then. And people don't realize the time and the effort and the the people that come and go from gyms, and you know, so they put a lot into it too. They love it just as much as us. We we saw it with uh, Deontay Wilder. He's he uh, he sacked his his coach because he threw the towel in to try and save the fighter. And then the next fight, the bloke didn't care about him and let him cop that extra yeah. shot to the temple. Which who knows what that will do to him later in life. He's got kids and a wife and stuff. So exactly. that's that's a great example of showing someone who cares about the fighter and someone who cares about the payday and the notoriety to working with a fighter. I reckon definitely. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Yeah, and it shows you the the flashy American that we talked about earlier, like just sacking your bloody team just because they did something for your best interest. Like, I doubt you would yeah, do that, that to your mate if he it just it shouldn't be like that. It was terrible, I reckon, from him. No, when you win, you win all together. When you lose, you should lose together. I think so. You know, you ride the highs and you ride the lows together. And talk about winning, man. mate, as, as winning together. I feel like the sport of boxing this year has had a real injection, and you know, especially locally, we're getting. Some amazing cards from some local promoters. Is that have you had a chance to to see many? And have you got any fighters that you're sort of uh, been keeping an eye on for the listeners at home that we might not be fully around, or is is it just you just worried about yourself at the minute? No, I, I you know what I don't watch a whole lot of boxing to tell the honest truth. I do, but I actually you know as I've gotten older, I just don't really watch that much boxing. But you know, yeah. in Australia, it's really good to see how it's coming along. You know, there's so many great. Now, I'm not really around the amateur circuit that much anymore. I don't really know much about it, but, you know, the young pros and that, I see a few. And, you know, one of my good good teammates, and he's managed by Brandon as well, is Dylan Biggs. He just recently fought on um, the matchroom card down there and won the AMB of Australasian title. You know, I think he's got a big fish yep. in this sport. He's only 21 years old, and he's um, he's a good kid. He's, he doesn't drink, doesn't smoke. He's got a good family now, and a young bub as well. He trains very hard, and he's got a great coach, and, you know, managed by Brennan, and I think he's off to a great start. So I think he's got a big future in the sport. And um, I just think it's exciting. You know, now we've got Matchroom here and we've got No Limit and we've got some ace boxing promotion. You know, there's some really good teams getting around and, you know, good competition like that raises the bar. So I'm really excited for the promoters to raise the bar, the trainers, the, the fighters, and everyone's going to come up together. And you know, it's only going to help us fight, fighters, Australians, you know, internationally, you know, people would have watched my fight the other day and, and been inspired. And, you know, I hope so anyway. I really do hope so that they would have been. And, you know, that can raise the bar for someone. If it helps someone, you know, train a bit harder, then great. You know, we got Tim Zhu fighting there next month as well. Uh, sorry, the month after in, in America yep, for the yep. Undisputed. Like, that's huge for Australia. Yeah, you know, George Campos. And, you know, there's so many young, great fighters. And, you know, they're doing good things for the sport. They're doing good things for young young fighters and, and boxing saves so many lives. So the more that we can get it on the TV screens, the better. 100%, mate. Aussie boxing's probably never been in better shape than it is currently, mate. Well, we thank you heaps for your time, mate. We'll let you get back to your boy. Thanks I reckon he'll be there. Boys. 
any minute. But yeah, we're three minutes. So happy we're to <laughs> yeah, we've got a couple of minutes. So thanks, Heaps, brother. We're very excited. You've got big things coming. We've got big things coming up on this podcast too that we can't talk about right now. But I reckon we'll get you back on early next year before awesome. whenever your next fight is anyway. And we'll have another chat. Uh, we love the electricity here on the podcast. We'll make our shark at the absolute risk of being told I'm a one-trick pony, we are going straight into what we did last time, and that is a famous track. Woo! Spark me up. Spark me up, baby. And you spark me up, you can it stuff. Woo! Here we go. That's velvet. Sorry, I don't want to catch listeners. I've got kids listening. I keep trying to sleep and I'm doing spark me ups. I'm so much louder than I would expect to with the earphones on the Afonias. And I tell you, Mako Shark, I'm probably going to get a dressing down by the long covert asthma riddled Walshie as I come out of this room. She'd be like, You realize you've got a nine month old? I'll say, Yes, but do you realize we've had the spark plug the electrician on twice and it's been fantastic. And Mako Shark, I want three times, four times a lady. Because I tell you, the more spark, the more electrician we get, the more this podcast goes to the moon. What do you think about that? I love the once, twice, three times the latest. <laughs> Bit of new. I went four times the latest. Sorry about that. You I got went, it. Too. I, I, got sort of, I went numerically one more than I should have. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. What an interview. What a man. What an Aussie. What a boxer. What a fucking legend. I love the spark plug. He was great. Uh, i tell you who we don't like. Montana Love. He stinks. Can't be doing what he did. Just literally cannot be doing what he did. Uh, took it upon himself to make it a WWF Royal Rumble. That was a little bit of fucking psycho Sid Vicious work, a little bit of Davy Boy Smith, a little bit of Coco Beware type action there in the early 90s, a little bit of Paul Roma, some might say, just throwing him over the top rope from the middle of the ring. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is the... Uh, Sport of Kings, mate. This is the fine, sweet science. You cannot be doing these type of things, and you got the DQ, and you deserved it. Absolutely right, Mako Shark. And look, asking for rematches, asking for all this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Talk a big game, Montana. You wouldn't even get on the plane with the bloody the amount of bloody jewelry. You'd be pinging and dinging and bonging. You wouldn't even get through the fucking uh, the alarm alerter. You just wouldn't even get on the plane. Then when you got here, you'd shit yourself because you'd realise you want to see hostile crowds, Mako. We spoke about it. You come and fight the spark. The electrician in his home saw you. I don't reckon you're coming mm. out from the locker room, Montana. Yeah, you're, spitting, you're fucking spitting venom, will be. Well, you'd almost be, yeah, you'd almost, yeah, like a Montana on a bloody pole in the back of Brunswick, one of those sort of clubs there, because there's plenty of Montanas that dance in poles, but there's not many Montanas that come from fucking Cleveland and fight the spark on his home soil. I'll tell you that right now, Mako Shark. And look, I'm excited for what he's got next year. He's talking about Feb, March, talking about some, you know, and then that, that, that's a great platform for three or four big fights, and by the end of the 2023 season going into 2024, I tell you what, that man will be uh, will be pressing the absolute uh, top echelon of his division, Mako Shark, across multiple, uh, oh, what, are they, what, oh. what do they call them, organisations? 100% through all the different organisations, all the governing bodies, and as we are all well aware on this podcast, we are an absolute bona fide champion 
factory. We're like the Geelong Falcons in the footy. We just breed champions here on this podcast. If you come on, you've got gold in your future. There's just no absolute doubt about that. And it's absolutely uh, spot on, Mako Shark. And a perfect segue because you want to talk about a segment that absolutely the epitome of segments, Mako Shark. This segment has got all rookie listed men, all out of contract athletes, all anyone wants to be in this segment. It's much like the beloved Geelong Cats. You, you succeed, Mako Shark. People want to be around you. I tell you what, people don't want to be. People don't want to be on the actual other end of this, though, Mako Shark. People want to ride coattails. They want to listen. They want to enjoy. They don't want to become the headliner of this next segment. If you're on the headline of this next segment, your life's over, Mako Shark. I'll tell you, I was even in against your words, my words, many listeners' words. I got stuck in that shell the other day, Mako Shark. I tell you, I, I know you can't re-put people in and you will never do that. You're not a reheater. You're not a reheater. You don't reheat. But that woman asked me for 15 things last fucking week, Mako Shark, and I thought if only I'd listen Mentos. to this next segment. Chocolate she asked bars. for Mentos. She asked for any, energy uh, drinks. Chocolate any bars. Drinks, any bread. Traveler pies. Snag rolls. Two litre milk. Fucking $4. Correct, Mako Shark, but enough about that. But what I'm trying to get out there is success succeeds, Mako Shark. Failure is what this segment is not about. And I'm speaking of my favourite segment, your favourite segment, the listener's favourite segment. It's the Mako Shark Tank. It sure is the Mako Shark Tank, and we are back again for episode 58. And I tell you what, I reckon everyone out there is going to know about this one. I reckon you've seen this start to infect your social media over the last few days, Matthew. Happens around this time every single year. It always starts to creep up, and that is people sharing their Spotify end-of-year music list, mate. Can you give it a fucking rest? Hit the showers, mate. No one gives a fuck who your most listened to artists were for the year. Oh, this new one this year, this little music so, festival thing, they've, oh, this little yes, fucking Coachella looking in. like little lineup. Everyone's in. starting to run with you. Ooh, ooh, everyone. Look no at what I've been. No one gives a fuck, mate. You know what it is? It's a self-suck. It's your own it subtle way of showing the world, flexing yeah. your little musical oh. taste. You're saying to the world, hey, everyone, look, look at, at me. me. Aren't I eclectic? Aren't I can I have Metallica on my... one night and then I can oh, have Bob Dylan on the last. Bob, I've got Luciano Pavarotti on a Wednesday, and then I'm listening to Lime Cordial on a Thursday. No one oh. gives a fuck about your Lime Cordial, mate. Or I don't give a shit. Don't have come you ever at me. seen? It's just have you ever seen my no a bigger rib remover than that segment? Oh, than that, that what suck the off the rib self suck. All it is is a self suck. Everyone, look at me. Have you ever seen anyone with a music taste quite like me? I tell you what, I don't give a shit about your music taste, right? To be honest, but you know, whatever. Who am I? I'm just a grouch on a podcast complaining about things week after week. But seriously, give it a rest because it's very transparent. I see through it. I don't give a fuck. All right? I'll tell you what. You know what I listen to? I listen to Dua Lipa and I listen to Power Troop and I listen to fucking – that's about it. Imagine your festival. Dua, first night, Power Troop, second, and you probably close out with maybe, I don't know, what would you close out with? What's that other band you like, that uh, Calito, Talito, the – the nice oh, Kaleo. See, yeah, if I wanted to self suck, I'd show yeah, Kaleo, the Icelandic fucking yeah. they're, they're gutsy you, you, as shit from Iceland. Kaleo. Get on them. Get on them. Yeah, they're them. fucking sick. But you know what? I don't I don't want to flex it. I don't want to put everyone to shame. So I don't do it. Just stop it, people. No one cares. Year after year. I've had enough. I'll tell you what else. Just because I've got something to put in, but 
I was going to put that in, but now I've just thought in the same vein over the weekend. Tell you what I really don't like. This is just a, a, take politics. This is going to be a political paper. Take politics no, aside for a minute. People. I always try and that, stop, and then pe- you come in with no, it. No, but people that wake up and go, yes, it's voting day. And like they, they make out that they're like so like educated and like their vote matters and like, ooh, it's voting day. I'm so excited. Like, shut the fuck up. No one's excited. No one wants to go to a primary school in peak be hour democratic on Saturday. Right. Stand there, be given bits of paper by people that you're not even going to listen to, go in, and look, you, you, you know your vote's not going to matter because it does anyway. But, Mako, the people that wake up excited like it's Christmas about voting, I reckon they can get in the bin. See what the most rookie move of all time is just actually voting on fucking election day. That's just complete noob shit. Get your yeah. missus to be right around it and fucking register for mail-in voting and then you just get these envelopes and you just go tick, 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 bang, and send it back. You don't even bother. I, I couldn't yeah. think of anything worse than going down there on election day. Miss me. Miss me with that, Mako Shark. Now, look, I was not even joking. I was going to put those people in. It has pissed me off. Oh, fucking. Yeah. Because you're all going out of your way. Right, I just wish I saw one person like stick to a genre and like just do a Varken or a Hellfest and just go and we go okay, well that's. But they always have to sneak in bands or like figures that you go, oh, they like them, do they? It's like well, no one actually cares. But I'll tell you what, oh, I've got a backup of what I want to put in. I want to put in grown men that go out looking for a fight. Ugh. Yeah, no, stinking. I don't even think I've told you this story. I don't even think I've no. told you from Saturday night. Me and Matty Harry, big listener of the pod, went and had a little sort of early evening uh, pot at the Lowell Plenty Pub, then got hit with a steamrolling, run-up riddled Rick Midler that's been on the gas since 1 o'clock in the Arvo, found us. Dangerous. Found us, and then hitched his fucking wagon to us, and we ended up at the Prosciutto Brothers, or the Pro Bros, as they call it. I'm not a big Pro Bros guy, but anyway, we're there, Mako Shack. The bar is sort of in a floating area, sort of. There's a sitting bit, a dance bit, so you don't really know who's lining up. We've come in all excited and, you know, oh, this is a weird three, four of us, but it's good. We're having a good time. Went to the bar and then at the corner, you know, I'm a pretty observant guy. I've just noticed this man with a flat nose, which suggests he's had a hit before, just looking at us, giving us the death daggers, the absolute double Ds, the death daggers. And I went, oh, crook eye, stink eye. Stink eye. He was stink eye, Mako. So I said to the boys, oh, I think. Old mate. So we're all, we don't care. We're like, mate, sorry. Didn't realise we pushed in and we just thought that yeah. was it. He, he walked up close to his maker and just stares. Like staring, mm-hmm. not no. speaking, like staring. Nope. Nope. And then I'm like, I'm trying to fuse. But, you know, Harry, when Harry's mute, Harry, you never know how that's going to go. And I was just thinking, fuck, because then he started looking at him. And it was a good 90 second. It was a 90 second non-talking stare at him. And he's like, no one steps in on me. And I'm like. Yeah, I know, mate. That's why we've um, that's why we've sort of corrected the mistake, and we've actually apologised profusely, and we've allowed you to go in. We're not stepping in. I'm from Broadie. Okay. Yep, that's good. I, I live up the road, Briar Hill. Um, okay, you can go now. And he's just daggerizing me, right? Staring, staring. He goes, "We got um, I've got ten mates here. We can go outside and have a street fight." And I'm like, "Mate, <laughs> he didn't say those words." Golden rule on this podcast. He, he said, said well, those I've got words. 10 mates here and we can go outside and have a street fight. <laughs> wow. I said, just calm down. Let's just calm all relax. We're having a fun time. Yep. There's a shit cover band on. Let the shit be here. Everyone, let's just chill. Oh, okay, as long as the understanding. Okay, okay. It's all good, right? 
Next time I come back up, same things happen. He's just done the dagger eyes, trying to re- recalculate the fight, trying to rejuvenate the fight. This happened, Mako Shark, three to four times to the point where I said, look here, mate, I'm 38 years old in three weeks' time, four weeks' time. I have never been in a public brouhaha off the football field. I've never got any physical, aggressive nature behind me. Do you think with two kids up the road, wife up there, I've come in here tonight and I've seeked you out to debut a blue. Do you think that's what I've done? <laughs> a bit of fisticuffs. Do you think this is what I've just said? I need to be in a blue with you. The toughest-looking, roughest-looking bloke that you could ever find in his 50s, standing there hoping someone backjats him so he can leave with a headbutt, knock your teeth out, probably kill you, smack your head on the floor, delay concussion, your wife wakes up, you don't. And it's fucking what for, Mako? Like, seriously, what is with society and these blokes that won't? And I bought him, like, three shots and about four beers, and he still wouldn't fucking think. The whole night it was still tense. Like, you still had eyes in the back of your head going, this guy, at any minute, he could flip a Blasting. fucking switch. Mm. Uh, you got to be careful for our kids. Five, six, seven years ago, Matty C would have told this bloke, you can actually suck it, and I reckon I would have been killed. Yeah, I like the debut of blue. That's a good one. I like that. You don't want a debut of blue, but I don't want it how did it blue. end, mate? How did it end? Did it just sort of peter out? Or did you get the fuck out? Got in some you? weird long DNM with Harry, and I just had to keep watching. Man, Rickard watching did. going. And yeah, they they were sort of doing weird, aggressive, like sort of arms oh. or you know those. And I was just like, this is good. This is like, <laughs> this is bad. There's fireball shots in. But I thought at any minute someone's going to go a little bit rough, like when you're a bit younger and you go a bit hard to high school, and it ends up blokes bluing. Anyway, what is with blokes over the age of 23 going out looking for blues? Any age. Just don't. Just stop trying to blue people. Unless you're in the confines of a squared circle or a cage, cut Mm. the bluing. Just be friends. Mm. Life's too short. Well, that was me. my exact point. What's the point, right? I, I go, okay, let's fucking go. And he just goes bang, and then let's, I just hit the deck. Let's rumble. <laughs> I'm dead. Leave two kids and a wife with long fucking COVID and asthma behind. Poor Dale can't breathe, did he? <laughs> That's right. Could nah, you believe nah, that nah. combo? The long COVID asthma, husband's been king hit and killed at fucking Pro Bros on a Saturday night for no reason because old mate from Broad, he wanted to fucking flex how tough he was. Nah, I can't cop it. He kept saying too, like, okay, as long as we've got it, because like where I'm from around my area, people sort of know who I am and, you know, my name carries a bit of weight in that. I'm like, well, wow, mate, this. this is ridiculous. Golden rule. I promise you, ring up Harry off air. He'll tell you. This guy was That's a fucking animal. Anyway. Oh, it's a fuckwit. If he's listening. He, no, he was. You're a fuckwit. I hope he is listening because, mate, you're from Broadie. Good on you. Fucking, you're about 18 Ks, 15 Ks from the city. I think the average house is fucking nearly over 900 grand there. So it's not exactly like, oh, I'm from Broadie. Well, you're from a fucking expensive, fucking close to the CBD neighborhood. You fucking idiot. Anyway, that was relevant relevant 30 years ago, the Brody combo. It was like Kensington, where Dad was fucking come from England to Kensington. I'm from Kensington. Well, Kensington's a $2 million fucking buy-in now. It's got no relevance Mm -hmm. anymore. You can't say to people, oh, I'm from Kensington. I'm a rough nut fucking $2.5 million fucking weatherboard fucking Victorian (laughs) bloody eight-bedroom fucking manor. Sure, I'll bore you with that, but I'm just that was that's word for word exactly what happened. No mayonnaise doused at all in that story. Probably even undersold. No, well, that's it. stunk. That's stunk, mate. I'm. Uh, I don't like that. Glad I'm not there because I would have. Hey, fucking what doesn't stink, him. mate? No, you would have. The sharp elbows of the shark. Oh, <laughs> don't yeah. fucking worry. It would have been good too because I would have had the phone. I would have played the Jaws music. You know, like, what's what's that? Mm-hmm. What's that sound? And out of, mm-hmm. as it's doing the dun dun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
hit him with the fucking left <laughs> through his chin, dropped him. But then you end up in prison. So then you then it's not the, worth you know, it, is it? Really? Pod, no, so any way it goes, even if you win the fight, you get arrested. Or you lose mm. the fight, you die. It's like, how do you win that? Mm. That's my point. Mm-mm-mm. No one wins. Yep. Tell you what does win, though. UFC fight fans, Mako Shark. This week, future friend of the pod, I think, will be fighting. Is he not, Mako Shark? Oh, mate, I'll tell you what. This is a huge card, Matty. Are we getting into it? We're getting stuck into it. We've had enough of the other stuff. Well, I think so. Let's get into the. Let's get back into the fucking tall grass. I want to get back into the line. Line get me back up. Into the ticks. This is actually in a. This is a fight night, Matty. Yeah. This is one of the great fight nights. The card that they have put out on a random fight night is actually bizarre. This is huge. I'm looking forward to a Sunday here, Matthew, with the UFC. We'll get to the Australian future friend of the pod in a minute. But are we going to go on multi, Matty? Are we going to go on multi? We're absolutely obliterating our bank accounts with a multi here. This is it. This is the week to just empty your bank account as many dollars as you can possibly put in responsibly, of course, via Palmerbet, Australia's greatest punting agency. But Such Matthew, an easy easy app to download your money onto too. It's just almost oh, yes. seamless. Matrix style. So in, oh, do it in your sleep, to be honest. The intu- mm-hmm. intuitiveness, that's a word. Uh, leg word. one. Yep. I'm going to go with it. Friend of the pod, to be honest. Friend of mine, friend of yours. We haven't had her on, but I like her. Tracy Cortez, the better half of Brian Ortega, a very sexy yeah, sort of, of Latino couple that really get the low riders and they put the fucking, fucking, uh, you know, the little, uh, the fucking. I do the button. I'm a button up guy. A button up. What do they call them? The flannelette shirts with the top button. I'm a button up guy, Mako. And they've got low riders and they've got the hydraulics and they're bouncing their fucking shit out in the car park and they've got fucking. You're going to oil 40s, each other up in the bedroom. a bit of oil up in the bedroom. There's oil. I reckon there's oil dripping. They're bendejos yeah. and chicanos and they've got tacos. Yeah. And the fucking this and that. Oh, I love them. I reckon they're fantastic. I'm a fan. I'd hang out with them. Tracy Cortez up against Amanda Ribas from Brazil. Yep. Tough fight. I like Tracy Cortez. I've just gone on a rant about it. So we're going to put her in the multi, Matthew. She's in. She's in. In. Love it. Michael Johnson versus Mark Diakesi from Congo. This is a big fight, man. This is a big fight. Michael Johnson coming off a war with friend of the pod, hooligan, Jamie Malarkey. Absolutely. That was, that was a great fight, but he's actually a bit of a, a bit of an outsider on this one, Matthew. $3.53. Like $3.53. Wow. Normally, you'd probably put Michael Johnson in there, but What's your heart this, other fella, this other fella with the red fucking through the hair, the red sort of he's mohawk the red operator, yeah. this, is a, this is a dangerous, dangerous operator. So I'm going to stick him in. Unfortunate for Michael Johnson, but getting a bit okay. long in the tooth. Coming off that war, he might not be uh, all there. So I'm putting Mark from the Congo in. Get him in. Mark with a C too, like Mark Anthony. Yeah, Mark Anthony, Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Clay Guida, can you believe the big fella is still fighting? Well, he the is. The big weedcock. He is. The weedcock just does not stop. He just fights and he fights and he fights. It's probably 20 plus for the, the weedcock. Up Has against Scott Holtzman. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I think Clay Guida probably should have put a bow in it, put a pin in it probably before now. 100% yeah. on you, Matthew. Put a pin in it. So what, tell me about, about Scott, Scott Tell me about Scotty Holtzman. Uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Let me just get his record up, Matty, so we can tell the listeners exactly what he's been doing. So are you, are you, are you, are you going for Guida just on age and the big burp and belches that he's been ripping of late, or you, do, you, do, you have a good, do you have a good feel on the Holtzman? 
Uh, that's the thing with uh, Holtzman here. His last two, he's fighting the best of the best. He's lost to Mateus Gamrot in his last fight, which was yeah. over a year and a half ago now, April 2021. So it's been a while since Holtzman's been in the ring. But he suffered a severe case of Gamrot in that fight, lost by a KO. <laughs> Before yeah. that, got smashed by Benil Derouche. So he has fought two of the very best in the division in his last well, He's going to fight a man with cardio and belching ability. So it's, this is Before a tough that, one. He's beaten Jim Miller. He's beaten Dong Hyun Ma. I don't know much about you. He's lost to Nick Lentz. Before that, he lost to Josh Emmett a bit further back. Lost to Drew Dober. So, look, he's lost to all the big names. Uh, it's hard, win? though, because, yeah, he's beaten Jim Miller. He's beaten some guy called oh, Dong. He's me. beaten Alan yeah. Patrick. I don't know okay. much about Alan Patrick. Darrell Fortcher, Michael Patty. McBride. So, yeah, interesting fight. You just... I might actually skip this because it confuses me a little bit, actually. I don't want to leave the listeners astray. I think, I think skip over it, Megan. I think it's a skipper because I'm not 100% sure it's, it's on this a, one. It's a, it's a, it's Sorry. a classic it's a straight up and down skipper. It's a classic skip operation. The next fight, I'm excited it's for your this Joel one. Sal- it's Price. what we call it. It's your Joel Selwood League. Which one? The one you just – the classic skipper. Oh, of course, the skipper, yes. Yeah, Joel Selwood League. Yeah, he's yeah. a skipper. He's a skipper, 100% yeah. a skipper. Nico That's Price right. versus Phil Rowe. Yep. I like Nico Price. I just think he's an entertaining... The he's role? A, he's, a, he's a fan fighter's favourite, I reckon, Nico Price. Every time he gets in that cage, he just puts out uh, a real good fight, a real entertaining fight, an exciting fight. Not 100% uh, around what Phil Rowe brings to the table, but I just think Nico Price, he's my boy. Phil Rowe sounds like an F1, British F1... Uh, Grand Prix commentator. All right. Hello. Welcome to Silverstone. And My name's Phil I think Phil we're, putting the, we're putting the Nico roll in. The Nico roll, yeah, the Chico roll. I like it a lot. The price is yeah. right, Matty. Nico price. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two nicknames. One for your first and one for your last. That's a man that you don't want to not put money on. Hundy, Hundy. Mm. Moving into the main card, mate. We're not going to go through all of them, yeah. but we're going to get to this one. Jack the Joker Hermanson was yeah. supposed to be fighting bloody Bumson. That was going to be a, that was a Bumson. Yeah. That's a good fight. He's pulled out for uh, whatever reason it was, I guess injury. But Roman Dolidze has stepped in late, which is still a good fight, to be honest. But I think just because of that fact, late notice fight, stepping up, and Jack Hermanson's high level. Sort of very good fighter, so I would have. I'm not a big. I'm not a big rap for Jack Hermanson personally. I think he looks the goods, and he sort of he just never really does it. He sort of it's never. I don't know. He just. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not telling you what to bet on, and I'm not telling listeners what to bet on. But I wouldn't be surprised if Roman Reigns Delizze gets a win here, or makes it very tough for Jack Hermanson. He never just seems to do it super easy. I could be wrong. I could be thinking about something else, but always no, seems no. to be tough. Battles and never really ever just gets away with like a oh that was a really well, he goes good. to a lot of decisions is what he does do yeah that's what he I mean a lot of decisions he's he gives Chris a bloke Curtis a chance a few months ago lost to Sean Strickland in a split decision in a pretty good fight beat Edmund Shabazian went to decision with him too which mm. Shabazian sort of fought when was his last though. stoppage win how many fights ago. He's lost to Vittori by decision. He's beaten Kelvin Gastelum. That's right. He beat Kelvin Gastelum real quickly in a real sort of boil over in the first round. Gastelum was coming in and then he got heel hooked for some strange reason and just lost in the first minute. So that was his last fight. That was actually a good performance. So before that, got knocked out by Jared Cannonier. Decision win against Ronaldo Sousa, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah, I'm not impressed by him. What I said actually sings true here. 
Sings true or rings true? Rings true. Rings. I true. like sings true. La 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 la. Sings true is a new one. Yep, yep. We have to start that. But <laughs> anyway, are you going to go I with Jack Hermanson? I'm going to go with Big Hermy. Yeah. Yep. Herm- Hermy's in. Big Hermer. Then we push on, Maddie. Here we go. Australia. Oh, one of the, one of the sports favourite men. How excited are we on a Sunday fight night? We're getting greeted and blessed with a Bam Bam Tai Vasa fight. This is big, Maddie. I'm excited. Always exciting when he's in that cage. Oh Up shit! Against yeah. A fucking dangerous man. A real sort of. Heavyweight banger who's coming up through the ranks, Sergey Pavlovich. This is a good fight, mate. Again, Pavlovich again. the far favourite too. Yeah, fucking, I know the odds are quite stacked. So I would suggest to you that you Ooh. only put Bam Bam in on a KO TKO leg, though. He's not going to outperform him for three rounds. That's not going to happen. You take the three dollars seventy value on the stoppage. That's probably a good price point you've made there. Don't normally like to flirt with a. Uh, Method well, tell me well, he's going to out cardio in, bro. He's not. Let's be honest. He's not. It is. I always find it's hard enough. If it, it'll get to between. It'll get into the second round. If it's not stopped in the first, it'll get to that point where he gets tired, and then he does those weird where he just swings, mm. and he hopes he connects yeah, before the other guy. That's, that's how he's fighting. Yeah, no. go. I'm with you. I can't Against see Derek, He was actually basically knocked out and then got him and come back into is the that fight. That is most dangerous when he's in trouble. When if you get him Correct. in trouble, that's when he's most dangerous. So I like Correct. it. I like your call. Let's go. Let's throw a little bit of value into this multi. And as you're right, the only way our man's winning is probably by stoppage. So let's go look, bam, if, bam. If he wins on points convincingly, I'll shout any listener that shows me the betting stub, the stub that they – is it a stub? Yeah, I guess Betting stub. Stub, stub betting nub, ticket, betting docket. receipt, ticket, docket, piece of – Ticket Proof. Ticket. You show me Don't. this, anyone, I'll buy you a beer. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, yeah, he's in, mate. He's in. Yeah, okay. man. Bam, he's bam. In. He's going to get this win, and he's going to do it via stoppage, and we're going to stick him in the multi and get some fucking yeah. filthy value out of that. Great value. You're doing well. Uh, push on, push on, push on. Brian Barbarino, Vinny Barbarino from uh, fucking Welcome Back, Cotter, a little bit of John Travolta up against... Barbarin. Barbarin. Versus... RDA, Rafael Dos Anjos, one of the legends of the sport, still Oof. kicking and still whipping ass or whooping ass, whatever you prefer. <laughs> have you um, have you seen the value in this fight for the Barbaran? RDA is Easy. almost unbackable. I'm looking at the UFC side right now. Minus 540 for RDA. $1.11, RDA. Just Dollar outrageous 11. odds. Dollar eleven. Fuck. That's Barbaran's $5.30, Barbaran. Wow, yeah, fuck me. That but is value. Just sometimes you half. just put him in, even though it's small value, you put him in, you get a little bit extra value on the multi. But like, you, it can also be a multi-killer, the hard. I don't want to talk you out of stuff here because you're on a flow, but you know what I mean? Like the, You hate to lose the $1.11, $1.12. Well, it'd be just silly to lose a multi just, because you didn't back the $1.11 favourite, wouldn't it? I, before I even knew the odds, I was thinking uh, RDA is going to get this job done. Well, he's in. He's we go on the Mako. Pretty good form. Yeah, yeah. Dollar over though seems a bit surprising to be honest. That's very. Un- I thought maybe dollar forty, dollar fifty at most. Yeah. So that's interesting. Question for you, without notice, not on the run sheet. It's a long run sheet tonight. Question without notice, Mako Shark. There's never many of these, but there could be heaps of these. Listeners will never know. Bam Bam not going close to even headlining this event after the. Mm. pay-per-view fight with he's like the fucking second third fight second, out of six 
It's very strange to me, personally. It is a bit strange. I would have thought he'd be like the co-main on a fight night. It's like, gone back from like main eventing Raw to like mid-carding Heat. Yeah, yeah, it seems a bit strange, especially yeah. uh, on a fight night too. Not even. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit strange. I'm, I'm with you. On Maybe that. he's, he's asked from... for that. Maybe he said, "I want to get a bit bit back. Just let me do my thing." I don't know. Do not know. He but I just before that, he was pay per view, pay per view, pay per view. Yep. Then he's headlined his own card against fucking Cyril Garn over in. That's what I mean. Paddy Headlines. The... And then all of a sudden, you're on another fight night. Third drop that bloke on his ass. Dropped him mm. on his ass. Yeah. He, he had. He remember he missed the follow up punch. Yeah, he One of the great him. miss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he missed him. So close. The great follow-up. Yeah. But so now he's close. fucking mid-carding heat. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that at you and get your thoughts for the listeners and the fiends. It seems a bit a bit harsh. Sort of dropped off. One loss and you're, you're straight back down. But look. The Aussies. They don't like the Aussies in this sport. I'm telling you. I say it all the time. They fucking jump off. They jump right off the Aussies. They, even though we're fucking propelling the sport to different dimensions, they really just drop you like a hot potato. It seems there. a bit like that. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate. But, uh, look, there's a couple more fights. We're not going to get to all of them. But main event, let's go into it. Wonder Boy, Stephen Thompson versus Kevin mm. Holland. Interesting yeah. fight, actually. Good fight. I like this fight. Kevin Holland's found himself up against a lot of grappling-heavy blokes of late and just getting taken down and beaten, which is a bit of a shame because I like watching Kevin Holland. I like him. I think he's a bit of a sweet operator, a good dude, a bit of a gangster himself. I like they call him, him the K-hole? They should call him the K-hole, shouldn't they? <laughs> I was just thinking about that. The K-hole. The K-hole. You're get, get stuck in the K-hole. In the K-hole. Mate, let's We're going it with him. Let's put that, that to him. He's got a few nicknames, Trailblazer, Big Mouth, now the K-hole. You're going to get stuck in a K-hole and you won't get out of it. Oh, shit. I've never been in one, so I don't exactly know what happened. Neither have I. I, know from I, did, I never want to because I'm always frightened you never get out of it. Imagine you get stuck in it. Sounds disgusting. It always sounded to me like, why would you voluntarily do that? Yeah, I don't but get it. But a lot it. of people love it. People love, they love it. it. They fucking they like flirting with, it. I think, getting in the cage. Like, I think if you're brisk, I think if you're on the edge of the cage, if you're right on the edge of it, I think they love it. But the minute when you fall in, I think your life's over. It's a oh, real sort of, I'm not cut out. I've for that got type big. Stuff, I've got big gimpy feet and bad knees. I'd fall in. I've I've only ever flirted with some of that fucking deadly uh, the THC cannabis oil stuff, like the real heavy hitter. Oh, is, at oh, your yeah. house that oh, day, you went a bit oh, funny. Boy. Actually, you did, you sort of no, went I, a bit. I, into, you're I a bit weird. Think, well, I've done it twice properly. You, no one else was around. I, oh, I, I saw you one, one day. Mate. No, no, no. I, I turned into a fucking wreck. I ended up just, just fucking cocooning on the couch, just t- paranoid yeah. out of my actual cock hole for about well, you've three got a hours. Conspir- you've got a conspiracy theoried mind, uh, so if you get stuck boy, in that brain, you like wasn't good it. at all. It anyway, made me realise <laughs> I'm not I'm not cut out for the uh, the illicits at all. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> good, honest that's little... Uh, that's a good... What do they call those? TED Talks. Nice little honest TED Talk with the Mako. The Mako Talk. I like to stay uh, coherent and uh, lucid, Matthew. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's why I need to be lucid for the multis. I've got to be operating on uh, all my faculty. So Wonderboy Thompson, yeah. one of the great mm. strikers, stand-up karate expert, up against Kevin Holland, who will stand and bank. So I'm looking forward to a fight on the feet, a couple of blokes really swinging and kicking and doing all sorts. Interesting yeah. fight. I see now here that Kevin Holland is slight favourite. Is that correct? One sixty nine to a two dollars eighteen. 
Wow, it's an interesting fight, isn't it? It's almost like Stephen Thompson, the Wonder Boy, has hit sort of a rough patch in a little bit in his career, a little bit. It's like, couldn't tell you off the top of my head his last couple of fights, what's happened, but if I could just get that up. But what's he, uh, I'm surprised he's outside it, to be honest. I don't know. Mm. Not sure what you think, but I reckon just sneaky for that type of value with those, that on the karate ability. I think Karate Boy. Could be the go. He's lost to Bahal, Bilal Muhammad. That's right. A decision got taken down and sort of squeezed a bit, which I don't think Kevin Holland's going to do. Gilbert Burns probably similar. That fight was a good one, but Burns is very, very high level. I don't think uh, Kevin Holland's going to do what Gilbert did. Before that, he's beaten Jeff Neal and Luke. I just think Stephen Thompson's getting a bit underlooked here. Mako Shark, and I love watching his training videos when he's training on Daddy's farm with Dad's money, and oh, he's got yeah. like the big house. Like I love Trees. these like guys. There's certain guys in MMA, there's either rich kids that go and just do it to like piss their family off and become good at it, and then they've got daddy's money to fall back on, and then there's the actual street guys that have to do it. I tell you, if you've seen the mansion, you've seen the, Stephen, the Stefan Thompson mansion maker, Shane, he does those little cute little strolls up the hill, and his dad's like timing him. It's a, <laughs> it's a bit weird to me, but anyway, for that factor, I reckon I want him in too. I, I like that, and his dad's all sort of got the karate... Gorgeous. Karate. Yeah, it's a good... Really lovely nice sort little, of people. Yeah, great people. It's not letting us make a shark looking at this. I don't think it's going to let us... Yeah, no, it's not. Due yeah. to the... Um, oh, no, I found it. It's all good. No, I found it. Easy app, you see. I, I, I went around and... Uh, we are getting seven legs, Mako Shark, $63.22. You put the $25 on, you're getting $1,580.67 dot back. Beautiful. That's what you want on great a Sunday return. fight night. Great return. That's a great return. That's a great multi. That's a great night of fights. I like and it. You know mate. what? Really, like all that can happen. Like, let's be honest. Your two outsiders are a Bam Bam knockout stoppage win and a mm-hmm. karate man just doing what he does yep. best. Nah, it seems to me a pretty straight up and down, almost a fait accompli that this multi will come in. Skull, you got that in. You got that in. Haven't seen you have a sip of a whiskey tonight, Mako Shark. No, Grogan? I had one. I finished it earlier. Okay, okay. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Just no, haven't good, seen mate. that uh, that crystal go up to your gullet and put one down. Mako Shark, while we're on it, do a little insert. Beep, 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 beep. You know, the old news. Oh, hot off the press. Hot off, Mako. Hot off the press. Anything going on with UFC Perth? Is there an update? Is there not? Is there just something to talk about? What's going on with that? Perth update. Well, for the first time in a few weeks, not much to report. All quiet on the Western Front, Matthew. Not a lot to report here with Perth UFC 284. Uh, Been a quiet week, mate. Been a quiet week. Not a whole lot happening. Jack Della Maddalena still waiting. Still waiting for some sucker JDM, to sign yeah. on the dotted line there for JDM. I don't know who it's going to be, but someone needs to fucking put their name down for an ass whooping. Mako uh, Shark, I'll put it I to you too. The Bam Bam won't be on that card. I saw an article today. He wants to have a rest. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he will be, mate. I think he'll be in the crowd drinking out of shoes with us. Oh, that's the thing. Put it to you. If, he, if he put a beer in his shoe and spat in it, would you do it? I don't know if I yeah. could. I don't know if I could take the Lug. I don't Bam like Bam the Lugie. Lug. I don't you do like Bam Luke? If I'm on the spot and we're there, everyone's up and about, there's party atmosphere, oh. everyone's getting imagine egged got, on, a bit imagine of peer pressure. Imagine you felt the Luke though. Imagine I'll you felt it. it. If I felt the Luke go down your, down your throat. Oh. The oyster. Oh. oh I don't want it, but I'll do sure. it. I'll tell you now, I'll do it. 
if we're up in a bear. Oh, well, it we'll looks like it. he'll be there partying. Yes, that's what we want, actually. That's better. That's better. So, yeah, not result. a lot to report, mate, for Perth, to be honest. Jack Delamere, nothing. Okay. Um, we're hearing sort of whispers. We've got the, the hooligan. He wants on. I know the hooligan wants should on. Be on. He's looking for a fight. Jamie Malarkey should be, should be on. There's a few slots open. It should be blokes like Jack Della and Jamie Malarkey, 100%. So, plenty Which of time, you know, Shark, what about the females? Where, 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 what's going on here? Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, haven't had any female fight. You'd think they might squeeze at least one of them in. Uh, Casey O'Neill coming back from a knee reconstruction. She might not quite be ready, I assume. That's why she's not And the multi-killer, the multi-killer, yeah, I don't know if they'll fly her over. I don't think she'll fly over. Um, Killer of all multis. There's, there's not many <laughs> leg one, others. Leg one, dasher and dancer and prancers. Absolutely. Mm. Leave your cookies out. She'll eat them and not give you the result for your multi-maker. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, nope, nope, nope. So there's not really any other Australian females in the UFC that I can I'll think of. I'll put something right to you, so... Mako Shark. I want to put something to you, right? It's very left field and it will never happen. But why on why wouldn't some sort of agreement be reached with the with our girl? Arlie, gnarly. And just get her on home soil. Fighting in a big fight against someone quite massive because she's not fighting at the moment for your fucking Bellator. It's like they've stagnated her post cyborg. She's doing nothing. She, all she's doing is training the last. Get her a fucking fight, Bellator. Get her on, mate. Like, just get her on the card. Get her on the card. Imagine the crowd. She's a love. Not how it works. She's loved in those contracts. I know it's not. I know. But this is why it's just annoying because you've got a really high talent. Massive profile in this sport, and just coming off one of the, it's going to be up there with one of the fights of the year when we do our Christmas end of season episode. And she's just sitting there waiting in the wings for a fight. I'm, yeah, I can't work it. I out. know it'll never Bellator's happen. It's in the sky, but like, give give the woman a fight, mate, so we can get her on, and talk to her. I'd love it. I'd love it. Yeah, Bellator dropping the ball in a big, big fucking way, to be honest, but. Look, Matty, there's another fight out there we haven't talked about, actually. It's in two weeks. Yes. There's another fight. Say, okay. Friend of the yeah. pod. No one's friend dropping of the ball pod. here, mate. Go for it. We've got to get to it, mate. Uh, good friend of the pod, too, Jake Matthews. He's fighting, mate, in two weeks. Someone has finally answered the call. All these blokes. You've got your Santiago Ponzinibios and all these types of fucking cowards running from our man Jake <laughs> Matthews, putting on the absolute athletic shoes and just taking off. Finally, yeah. a man has come through, signed on the dotted line to cop an Aussie ass whooping. Matthew Semmelsberger, nothing but respect to you, mate. Well done for taking it on. But our man, mate, since he absolutely took Andre Fialo's soul back in Singapore, absolutely ripped his soul out and bashed the living suitcase out of it. No one's wanted to fight him. The whole world is excited for him to get back in the ring, Matty. How are you feeling? Two weeks, Jake Matthews. I'm feeling that it's an S with a soft E, and it's actually Smellsburger, Mako Shark. It is Smellsburger, and it is going to be a stink coming out of that corner, Mako Shark, when he realises that it's Jake Matthews with two Ts, not one like my drunk parents forgot to put the extra T on my name, Matthew, with one, and he realises it's a Matthew with two, Mako Shark, and it's his second name, not his first name, so it's quite irrelevant. I'll tell you right now, the soft E smells. It's only smells, Mako Shark, and when he realises this too, our man. Jakey Matthews is going to punch him into oblivion and then give the famous eh, and keep walking oh, yeah, with that Viking, coming. the Viking Bork style sort of big sex setup, Mako. And we're looking forward to a big sex setup, Doss. Soft E won't be looking forward to it 
And when the fight's over, as I've said, it will be only smells. Wow, 100%. I'm looking forward to another shrug, Matty. I can smell a shrug coming from a mile away. And Jake Matthews is going to go bang, bang, wacko, smack. He's going to smash a bloke's face in. It's all happening December 17th. So, yeah, we're getting in early. We're just letting people know. Well, I probably didn't make a lick of sense then, but I just went for it. Well, sometimes you got a riff. I went softies. I went two T's, even though that's not even his real name because my name is my first name. But anyway, one T's, two T's, softies. It's only smells, Mako, and he'll realise that at the end of that fight. 100%. There's another friend of the pod, mate, we've got to talk about. Oh, who had a big, we're going big, in. We're riffing. Big, we're like, we're on the, we're, 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 you're stepping up. You're doing this. We're doing a comedy club. Stepping up, riffing. We're just riffing and lucid, riffing gotta, boys. Yeah. We're doing a bit of crowd what work. Me? What do you oh, got? Mate, a friend of the pod. I tell you what, not every day a friend of the pod becomes an instant millionaire, but it happened on yeah. the weekend. Razor Rob, the big man, the man with the Tom Selleck mustache, the power of the mo just went whack, whack, whack. Absolutely smashed fuck out of this bloke, left him battered and bruised, destroyed his face. He was bleeding all over the cage. I tell you what, bloodied and bashed. Bloodied and bashed like he'd been kicked in the face with a Kodiak work boot. I tell you what, (laughs) what a performance. What a performance. PFL champ, light heavyweight, 205 champ. The man from Tasmania, the friend of the pod, Razor Rob, Tom Selleck, come at me. Mako Shark, Dan the Beast Severin 2.0. We coined it, and this is what this man is doing. I tell you, he's going to be a problem. It's going to be an absolute problem. problem. Did you you actually see the fight? Did you see it? Saw it. Saw it. No, saw it. Absolutely saw it. He's a bad, bad man. The hands on the Bad man. Could take a hit too. That's... Filthy. That other guy's a cyborg too. Like most men yes, in the world were yes, dropped yes. like six minutes that prior to that, and um, shouldn't have been I'm really excited. All that. Yeah, he's going to yeah, do what he said. Just... He's going to go back to back and win it again. He's going to do it, and then he's going to come UFC, and he's going to he's going to he's going to do things. I reckon the big Tash, well, big Tasharoo, come into the big league, the big Tash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what do they call it? a lasso? A big Tasu with his with his stash. He'd be winding round blokes and lassoing them with his. Tassooing, Tassooing. I don't know if I can well, make that work. I'm not sure if he can, but I see where you're going, and he might. He yeah. might do that. He's going to go back to back. There's no, there's no one stopping him in the PFL next year. The man's no. too big. He's too, he's too burly. You want to talk he, he burly? He too big, didn't he? he Look big and burly. He looked big and burly. Like fuck me, right in the a hole. That was a performance. If he's walking down, like your local shops, in a pair of like. Uh, what are they, dick dacks, like just, you know, you're fucking budgie smugglers, and he's all fucking, people would freak, I reckon. He'd be he's a big man, big girth burger, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I'd call him a girth burger, 100%. <laughs> and and I'll tell you what, what adding to the thickened. girth, have you seen his little exploits? He's in New York City currently just doing an absolute tour de force of the New York culinary scene. I'm Sorry, I'm, I'm a big New York sort of batting. schmuck, and I'm... I'm watching all the stuff he's eating. Cats did delicatessening. He's gone to Emily and eaten one of the great burgers on the planet. He's eaten mm. pizza slices from Joe's. I've given him a few red hot tips. Not sure if he's taken them up, but I tell you what, it's okay because what well, he's done. would be silly not to. Great. You're a few. You're a connoisseur with the food. And the I NYC, am, yeah, NYC Connie. That's what they call yep. you. Yep. They call me NYC Connie. But uh, <laughs> no, good on him. I've been watching uh, quite uh, envious, to be honest. Some of the stuff he's putting in his gob. 
Jesus Christ, we've talked utter trash in different languages. I don't know if anyone's going to be able to get to the end of this podcast and actually they're going to say, what did we just listen to? NYC Connie. No one's going to know what the fuck that is, but we giggled. Self-giggle's good. Self-giggle. No, it's so good on you, Rachel Rob. Friend of the pod. You're going to take us into life. another pump-up? We're doing... We're doing we, no, we're going to go into a boxing review. We're going to no, break we'll up the, the pump-ups. We can't keep pumping. You want to do... We can't... You keep pumping and pumping and pumping. There'll be no... No juice left, Mako Shark. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna put something to you. This fight on the weekend is the most farcical heavyweight boxing Ugh. contest of my Ugh. most recent memory coming. Oh, it's just Your man. lame, Ed, mates. Ugh. I called it. Zip Go up. back and listen. Tell the listeners when this when this. I'm talking about bloody Tyson Fury and Derek Chisora, Mako Shark, and it's the Battle of Britannia. And Derek what's Chisora. annoying? What's annoying to me is I called this and 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 put it out there a long time ago. I said this is just him looking after his mate. It's like if you're the heavyweight, you're the bloke, right? You're the, the big millionaire Mako Shark, and I'm sort of down on me luck. I've been on an episode of bloody uh, what's that crime in sports, and you know I'm fucking all over the shop. And you go, oh mate, yeah, at least six mil. Fight me, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, but yeah, you know, I'll make you six. <laughs> I go, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Take the six. Absolutely. They're all yeah. have you seen the behaviours? They're all hugging. Oh yeah. They're all it's carrying fucking... on like And then they're, they're we're gonna meet in the middle and we're gonna punch uh, meet in the line. Oh, yeah. Gonna... Oh, oh yeah, well I'll tell you what, that, in that, in tell you what, you're gonna tell you what's gonna happen here, Mako Shark. I'm gonna get you some odds up. Because if you're out there and you're listening and you want the upset of the century, if they both stand there and that actually happens, Chisora's gonna knock him out. No, won't happen. No, but if that if they do that, he will. But yeah, but it won't because. Uh, Have it, you seen how out of shape Fury looks? He looks in the worst nick I've ever seen him. But um, as you said, they're mates. This is a little fucking setup for the boys, just to bank balance it. There's no setup, way he's like coming in and knocking him out. It's going to be just we'll go out there, put on a bit of a show, but obviously you're not winning. Type of type. Of I can't even see it to punt on. That that's how. No, there it is. Tyson Fury, dollar oh three. Derek Chisora, sixteen dollars. Method of victory. You want you want you want Chisora knockout? Twenty five dollars. I'm telling you, if you want if Derek you want the Chisora. if you want to nah, if, if you if the, no Thanks, if they silly. stand and bang, one man is going to tell you. You're telling Chisora, me that Wilder can hit him with the bombs, and then he does the under. They didn't stand and bang. He got caught by those bombs. Nah, I'm talking they yeah, st- if he stands in front of him and just swings like a wild man from Brody wanted me to, he'll get knocked out. I'll eat your hat or cock. <laughs> Probably Eat hat. my cock I'd first, the then hat. the hat. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd rather the hat. No, if that happens, I'll eat your hat, you, mate. I'll saute mate, it in fucking butter mate, and mushroom sauce. saute it. I'm telling you, he's not built to stand and just stand there. He's so good because he's a monstrous man that sticks and moves like it's a not a real fight for mine. It's not a real fight. Oh, I think it's no. a, it's not but a scam. What I'm but to like, say, it's not, they, it's if, not a real fight. It's not a scam. But if they want us to believe that they're going to both stand there and fight until one man falls, I'm telling you, Fury will go down first. Just saw as a, have you have you not seen his last three fights? The guy's a psychopath. He was walking back to the ropes and getting like Joseph Parker to come. And swing, and then he was catching him. He does it. He go. He only fights well when he gets hit, and mm. he likes blokes to get in that dogged battle. And if they stand in the middle and just swing until the man dies, Chisora will win. I'm telling you. 
If it's a boxing fight, he'll get absolutely obliterated like he has on two previous occasions. The fact the crowd was booing on the second one, I'm pretty sure it was around four or five. They're almost strongly oh, abusing because yeah. he couldn't even touch him. To be honest, I feel like they're saying this nonsense in the little pre to get you to buy the fight. To get blokes to go, ooh, they're going to stand and bang. I better buy this shit fight that I wasn't going to mm. buy. And then they'll get out there and they'll just do a little bit of fucking sparring. Bit of light sparring I've got, for 12 rounds. I I've got some audio. Just let me just, you just kept talking for a second. That's what I think is going to happen anyway. Like, I just don't see them both putting this? their brains suggested on the line. Post. Suggested post on Instagram. That's pretty good. It's popped up in my little suggested. The car. I like that. Suggest away. Um, way who the fuck just keep Genghis talking Maker, because i want us to yeah no look i'm not i'm not we'll getting meet, sucked into we'll it meet in the middle of the... we'll meet in the middle of the rule britannia no i just think derek chisora doesn't have a chance i think why would tyson fury just go out there and risk his own a his own record his own uh legacy and his brain in a fight where they're mates and it's clearly just a payday so he's nah, an imbecile. not for mine maddie not for mine I um, there's so much stuff that gets posted. I can't actually find it. Annoyingly, that's annoying. That's all right. Beautiful. I think we're about to about to go viral. Oh, look at these two! Look at these idiots! They're all uh, hugging each other. Look, how yeah, friendly they are. So fake. Look at them. Have you been training? And I'm gonna knock you out. Let's Listen. give the fans what they want. Yeah, Let's stand in the middle of the ring and batter the fuck out of each other. Do you want that? Yes. Do you want that? I will do this one for you, yeah? Let's do it. We're getting it on. Like Donkey Kong. Yeah. Oh, he's so cringe. Nah, nah, nah. nah. We're getting it. Look, look at the way he wears his beanie. Like, what are you doing? We're getting it on like Donkey Kong. You're the most cr- He's a cringe merchant. I just wish he was better. He's doing that to, um, because of that other bloke, that fucking True Geordie podcast that called him out. He's trying to, like, go the other way. He's trying to, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's trying too hard to, like, show the world that, no, 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 this is a real fight. No, not for mine. I don't buy it, um, Absolutely. You don't. And Jesus Christ, I don't buy it, Mako Sharks. Fucking Dillian White's performance on the weekend. That was about as bad a performance as a guy trying to recreate himself on the scene absolutely uh, stunk it up and just got over the line due to the Eddie Hearn factor. And uh, yeah. I forget, I just I just wish I just, his, his opponents really uh, just slipped out of my mind, but he's steaming. He's been all over the fucking, he's riding like Clint C writes to trolls. He's actually Wasn't replying happy. to each fan. Oh, he's not happy. Oh, boy. He's not. Oh, boy. He's got, he actually rides, he's got less followers than us. It's, it's quite absurd. Oh, yeah, I saw that, bloke. Yeah, he's got fuck all. He's disgusted. Lose. He's like, if you know, Eddie's holding your, 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 your pipe, and it was very uh, Eddie-centric in a sense that you only got uh, the rub because you're Eddie's boy. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Which probably rings true because that's sort of, that was supposed to be the re, you know, the relaunch. Let's get him back on there with a big stoppage. It's all this heavyweight bullshit's about. It's all about you lose and you do a repackage, Mako Shark, and, you, and everyone forgets about, you know. So, <clears throat> yeah. pardon me. No. Bit of uh, Simon in the throat there. Um now, another pump-up, Mako. Take us through it. Take us through another local promotion, another friend of the pod, another thing to get excited about. I tell you, my head's about to explode with this week's episode and the amount of greatness that we've delivered here and the amount of stuff that's coming up this weekend. It's just, whew, it's hard to keep up. <laughs> Take a deep breath. It's a big week for friends of the pod, Matty. This week, we've got our man, Josh the Kamikaze Coon. He's returning this Friday night, Eternal 72 on the Gold Coast. He's back, Matthew, one of Australia's most exciting 
MMA stars, a man that I've described as a cyclone of violence, Matthew. He is back again after a uh, bit of a misstep in his last fight, let's be said. Uh, went in one of the fights of the year, one of the fights of the decade against Dim Skillies. Didn't quite get the uh, the nod in that one, Matthew, but he's gone away. He's gone back to the drawing board. He has been grinding away now for months and months. And the rebirth, I'm calling it Kamikaze 2.0, coming back Oof. this week and is going to create all sorts of damage. Mako Sharky absolutely is. And nothing to be ashamed of in his last fight. I tell you, heart of gold took everything. Another one of the absolute toughest men in the sport in this country gave. Wasn't stopped, Mako Shark. And I don't think he was stopped, was he, Mako Shark? Just no, he wasn't stopped. Definitely wasn't stopped, Mako. And look, he's fine-tuned his skills. He's got the best people around him possible, Mako. This man has been absolutely hand-picked from some of the best people in the world, like a what are they, those little fucking, what are those little puppet, pup, you know, what are those fucking people? Marionette. A marionette, Mako Shark. There's a career marionette on our man, the coon. I'll tell you right now, he's had enough time to just go and just fine-tune a few things, and I think this will absolutely, like you've said, rebirth, because I think this will be uh, a 2.0 and a problem for not only the eternal but the uh, the rest of the MA world and community, Mako Shark, and I'm looking forward to a big, 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 big performance. Huge performance. He's gone away, mate. He's been uh, grinding away there at freestyle with people such as Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. The next minute, he's over at CKB in New Zealand working away with uh, a fellow sexy, sexy operator like Carlos Ulberg. He's over there just fucking absolutely just sharpening their fucking weapons. That's what he's doing. And he's back, mate. This Friday night, I tell you what, all respect to the opponent, he's in trouble because anyone that's signing on the dotted line to face up against a pissed off and ready to just answer the critics, mm. Josh Coon, I reckon you're in all sorts of trouble, mate. How do you uh, how do you watch the event, Mako Shark? Have we even said what the event is? We have. It's Eternal 72 yep. Yep. coming out how do you stream live on Is it a stream? UFC is it a pay-per-view? Fight Pass. Fight Pass. Get the Fight Pass yep. out there, listeners, and the fans. And that's a free access, isn't it? That's a free access to well, the Fight Pass. You have to pay for your Fight Pass, but if you've got that, it's free. Fight Pass isn't much, is it? No, nah, it's like 10 bucks or something a month. 10, oh, 11, 12 bucks, whatever what a the fucking, fuck it What is. a bonus. That's a, a bloody bargain. Watch a 2.0 Rebirth Coon Classic. That's K Coon Classic, Mako Shark. You don't want any of these people sort of picking you up for sort of language mis- misspellings there, Mako. But that will be unbelievable. And what else is on the event? Is there any other names that step out or... There just, is. Uh, we're Another, just going to, we're just, no, good, yep. Yeah, yeah, Justin Van Heerden, he's a, almost, Ooh, he's a friend yes. of the pod, but he, he gets around us quite a lot, I like him a lot. Lockjaw, he's fighting for the featherweight oh, yes. title. Great man, he's a good man, dangerous man, Lockjaw. I, Lockjaw. I uh, have full faith that the Lockjaw will get that title. He'll Lockjaw will be on this, on the title. Be on this podcast soon, surely, the Lockjaw. Oh, yeah, get him straight on. He's got his own pod too, uh, Fight Talk Down Under as well. A nice little pod there. Shout out to them. He gets their sort of a weekly operation they run. Good on him. Uh, yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, number two uh, pod in Australia. Good on him. Absolutely. Number two pod in Australia. So good by him. And he's he's going to become the eternal featherweight champ, I would have thought, on Saturday night. And there's a whole bunch of other up-and-coming sort of killers on that card. So just get on there. Watch it. It'll be good. Friday night. Absolutely, Mako. So that, let's just let's just beep beep Costanza back for a second. So we've got the absolute Eternals rebirthing 2.0 Coon Friday night. We've got mm-hmm. best friends fighting 
Sunday morning, 6 a.m., pay-per-view. It's a cheap pay-per-view too. It's a 38 bucker, which you know, that's why you know it's a cheapie. Then you've got a free fight night, Mako, at 2 o'clock. So you can essentially have a 72-hour absolute fucking bumper weekend falling into Kevin Holland holes and getting through three bits of fucking combat, couldn't you, if you really wanted to? It's, it's actually a big a, weekend. Saturday night, actually, too, I think. There's a big fucking boxing event on. It's Ace Boxing. They're putting on a good show. Bloody oh, John Wayne Parr's daughter. Have you seen her? John Wayne Parr, like the legend, no. the Mutai legend, John Wayne Parr, his daughter, Jasmine Parr, is fighting for a world title up against uh, Costello. Well, we reached out to, uh, to John Wayne, and he declined politely. Maybe we get the big jazz on. Well, I've reached out, just waiting to hear back from her people. So once she wins the world title, I reckon uh, the door is, is open. We'll get her on. Absolutely. So she's royalty, mate. He is absolute one of the all-time greats. So if we can get uh, any member of that family on, we'd be honoured. Oh, absolutely we would. It might be the, it might lead a path too. The big John, he might, uh, he might sort of go, well, these guys are good boys. Let me see He's a good fella, though. Like, we have a bit of... Uh, oh, no, it was a, it was a nice decline. It was, it was a... It was a it was a beautiful a decline. Chat. It wasn't a rude decline. It was look, I've done a yeah, thousand podcasts, boys. I just um, a bit tapped out at the minute. Yeah, and you yeah, okay? Well, yeah. good on you. Thanks for the honest response and the uh, actually yeah, yeah. getting back to us too, because the getting back to your part is at least a respectful thing, Mako. Don't ghost us. We don't like a ghosting. We don't get many, but these we, we we we've got long winded memories, and we'll remember the ghost for when we can inform the listeners on the absolute news next week. You will wish you hadn't ghosted these two boys, Mako. And you'll wish you'd given us a review because we'll remember. I agree with that, mate. I agree with that. So, look. On that note. That's, that's about it, mate. I was just going to say, on that note, we're talking about reviews, just quickly, we haven't seen too many come through of note. It's easy. It takes three seconds. Five stars. These blokes are big hunk bags. Hottest pod in Australia. Press enter. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy. Five-second yep. thing. You get a free pint. I'm with you, mate, 100%. Make sure you've got your reviews in. Lodge a review, five stars review, review, before Perth, February, because I'll tell you what, if we see us in Perth, we'll be there floating around. Anyone that sees us in Perth, show us a five star. We'll buy you not only one beer, we'll both buy you beer. Two beers. Both. It's two beers. It's two beer buy. And on that note, Mako, yeah. I'll say a two beer goodbye. Uh, shout out to yourself. A fantastic tank. I, we're just in sync because I was thinking that and I just somehow hoped you didn't because I was going to come in steaming, but then I still had Broadmeadows fucking idiot in the back there just as a backup story which really should have been the forefront of the story but these people maker that are on the tank they keep giving you ammo every week that was a layup wasn't it absolute layup it was thank you thank the listeners thank uh palmabet and uh, like i say every week thank the family thank little leo little czar and i'll uh i love you and i'll see you beautiful mate and also thank you stevie spark the electrician you are gorgeous as always uh can't wait for your next fight mate looking forward to it whenever that may be wherever it may be love you all the listeners bloody who the fuck is that guy